Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Miles Stevens back with us today, our personal trainer from Brooklyn, New York, trainwithmiles.com. That's the website, and we have so much to talk about, and he's here helping so many people with his personal training. Welcome back. How are you today? Thank you. Pleasure, pleasure to be back. I'm doing great. Great. All right. Please introduce yourself to our listeners. My name is Miles Stevens. I am a strength coach and nutritionist based out of Brooklyn, New York. I currently train a wide variety of people. I'm specializing in endurance sports as well. Um, I'm going back to school for my second master's in uh, applied nutrition and dietetics to become a dietitian in about two years. I currently hold a uh, master's degree in exercise and nutrition science currently. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you back. Uh, let's see. I mean, there's so much to you. What did you have in mind for us today to discuss? We could talk about nutrition. We could talk about training, whichever kind of feels good to you. I'm down to talk, <laughs> talk about anything. Let's start with nutrition, yeah, because that's something we all lack <laughs> sometimes with. Let's, yeah. let's get on board with that and, and, you know, the importance of nutrition. Tell us the things we should be doing uh, that we do so much wrong, especially with all these summer barbecues uh, and parties. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, to kind of reframe how we look at nutrition. Um, not necessarily looking at how we're doing things wrong, but how much right we are doing. And the way that I like, like to look at nutrition is what can I eat to fuel my day, my activity levels, right? So if I'm exercising, how can I best fuel myself for that? When I finish my exercise, how can I best choose foods that will allow me to recover quickly after my exercise? So um, a, a few examples off the top of my head. If you're going to do like a long-distance run or a bite or something along that nature, it would be best to have a carbohydrate source uh, if you're about a few hours away from that race or that endurance event, having slower digesting carbs like a ground rice, quinoa, things like like that. As you get closer to the race, it's actually better, or excuse me, the endurance event, it's actually better to eat quicker absorbent carbohydrates, something like a white rice, white bread, pasta, because that will give you immediate energy um, and allow your body to utilize that for glucose, which is energy, as you perform aerobic exercise. Um, then once you finish your activity, it, it's great to have a lot of clean sources of protein. Um, that can be plant-based. That can be animal-based. Whichever one feels best for you. And then also having a, a good source of carbohydrates as, as well because the way that you look at aerobic exercise is that you want your glycogen stores, which is essentially the energy that your body uses to perform steady-state cardio, high to start out with. And then as you exercise, those eventually drain your glycogen stores, so it lowers almost like a battery. You finish, you need to replenish that and then build up your, your glycogen stores again. So long story short, carbs before, you run, you bike, you swim, you deplete those glycogen stores, then you have protein to recover, and you have glyc- and, and you have um, carbs to help you refuel your glycogen stores. So, I know that was a lot, and it's not as complicated as it sounds. Believe me, um, but it's really just looking at nutrition as like, what can I do to fuel my life, fuel my performance, and support 
what I'm doing. Well, I got to ask this, okay, because for someone, I have young kids, right? Uh, they're six yep. and eight, and nutrition, you know, for me is okay, but yeah, eating what they eat's not so good. Um, but <laughs> honestly, being persuaded, walking into the grocery store uh, really gets me because of those darn end cabinets, and they're selling everything that's bad for us because they pay more to be there. Um, that's temptation. So, I mean, how would you tell people, you know, to shop wisely? How do you do that? Yes. So there's a good analogy is that you should always try to stay at the perimeter of the grocery store because every time you go into the middle section, that's usually where the snacks and cookies are and the sodas and things like that. So shopping the perimeter is going to be a good, a good option to start out. Definitely don't avoid the middle, though, because if you need to grab things in the middle, do it, but don't start out in the middle. Make, make that your end trip. And then just hit it quickly, go straight to the cash out register. The other thing that I like to talk to my clients about is also never go into the grocery store hungry. That's one of the biggest pitfalls because if you're hungry, you're going to be much more inclined to be like, wow, these chips look really good and I would love to have that. Let me just grab that. And then you have food on um, food at, at home that may not benefit you overall in terms of your health and wellness goals. Um, so... Shopping the perimeter is good. Never go to the grocery store hungry and always have a plan. It's, it's okay to deviate from that list every now now and then because there's always going to be things that you didn't like think of and go, wow, this actually looks really good. I Let me just try it out. And that's totally fine. Life shouldn't be this structured. You have to stay in your own lane and never deviate from what is considered healthy, right? have fun, live, but also know, like, what is it that I'm trying to buy? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish? What do I want in my goals, in my values of health health and wellness? And that's going to allow you to essentially pick a, um, a list and make food, food choices that are in line with that. So long story short, three things, shop the perimeter of of the store, um, never go to the grocery store hungry, and always go prepared with a list of food that you're going to get. That's good to know. All right, I like that. All right, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, what else is on tap for us today? Yeah, we can talk about nutrition. Um, actually, we, we, we talk, talk, talk about training as well. Uh, any questions that you have on training or any questions that that's the listeners have i'm happy to answer well training now uh virtual in person let's talk about that how that's all changed right for, for sure i think coming off of covid the biggest shift that i've noticed when it comes to the general public looking to get back into it is mm-hmm. that sense of community right because of covid we were home for one two three years right and we lost that sense of community. And as humans, we need to be connected to other people. We need to have a purpose of going. And that's what makes us feel fulfilled and will ultimately help us in the long run to stick to something. If you're doing something by yourself, so it's a lot more difficult to continue to do it day in and day out than if you're doing it with friends. Um, the gym I'm currently training at is called Session Gym. We have two. We have two locations. One is in Brooklyn. Uh, it's, it's on uh, 98 South Fourth Street, and then the other location is 
28th Ross Street, and we're opening up another location in Greenpoint on 65 Kent Street. The biggest thing that I've noticed with training there and training the clientele there is that the biggest push that we have is on community, is on training together, working together with people, and like actually enjoying showing up and doing what it is that you're doing. And if you don't live in New York, that's okay, but just going to gyms and, and trying to find a community that fits with your values. Maybe that's a club. Maybe that's a run club. Maybe that's a triathlon club. Maybe that's uh, a local gym that has a community center, right? Just something that you can go to and connect, meet people, and do something that's going to better, 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 better your like health and also help you build a sense of community. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing for helping people to stick to something. We love that because we also need, uh, uh, sometimes someone, I know we're accountable, but we need someone to push us to the limit and to guide us and to be that cheerleader to hold our hand through this. And it's not easy to do alone. Hence, uh, you have such an amazing job. And I know you're helping so many people with this. Um, and, and by the way, when you say personal training, right, just could you just clarify what that entails for someone out there listening, saying, I think I need a personal trainer. Does that mean you're working out with me? You're helping me with nutrition? What are all the, the roles of of a personal trainer? Personal training can mean a lot of different things. I think for me specifically, what it entails is for virtual clients, so I'll start there. Um, for my virtual clients, what I had is I essentially create a online meal, excuse me, online training plan where you can do that wherever you are. If you work out from home, if you work out from a gym, if you work out, um, if you're traveling consistently and you don't have a home base, we can create a plan for you that will allow you to basically show up, do it, and have a plan that you can stick to and you don't have to think about. Because life is busy, life is crazy, there's a lot going on. And thinking about what exercises you should be doing or how should I progress or, or, or what did I do last week to compare to, 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 to like this week is a lot more thought than you need to put into it. So that's where I where I come in to kind of take that thought out of it. And that's for my virtual clients. In my, in my in-person clients, um, personal training means coming in 60 minutes, me and you, high emphasis on detail, making sure everything is moving right, building a connection, and helping you get one step closer to your goals consistently. Um, and so for... For, for some of my clients, they're just focusing on health and longevity. For some, for some clients, that, that can be half, half marathons, full marathons, triathlons. Um, I had this niche of training uh, endurance, endurance athletes because I personally like that challenge. I think it's really, really interesting. And so I train a lot of endurance athletes, ultra endurance athletes, things of that nature, but I also focus on people who just want to be generally healthy, um, stronger, more active, and less pain. Um, so that's that movement side of that personal training. The nutrition side of the personal training is virtual or, or in-person, 30-minute sessions. We dive into where, where, where you're currently at with nutrition. What are you currently doing? What roadblocks have you experienced in the past and how can we work together 
as a team to overcome those roadblocks and help you to eat healthier that supports your goal. In the beginning with nutrition, we start off pretty consistently, meeting about once every two weeks. Most of my clients start there. And as we progress, we start to expand out about once a month, once every two months to kind of just stay in contact, make sure that we are uh, still moving in, in the right direction. But I, but I place a lot of emphasis on education so that way you can feel and think for yourself, like, what should I be eating? What is this going to help me with my goals? The way that I don't like to look at it is me, me giving you a blanket meal plan that's just blind following. I want to educate you. I want to teach you. I want you to learn together so that way you can then make choices for yourself when you go into the grocery store and say, what should I be picking out for myself and my kids, right? Um, so that's that personal training umbrella and the, and the way that I look at it with nutrition, with, with, with a training, and with online training as well. Awesome. Thanks for the tidbits here. And of course, all the information. We want to talk more about the work you're doing, uh, the clients you're helping, and so much more. We got to take a quick break here. Would you mind sharing uh, website, social media, all forms of contact? Yeah, you can find me at Train with Miles on everything. My website is trainwithmiles.com. My email is trainwithmiles at gmail.com. And my Instagram is trainwithmiles. Awesome. Sounds good. We will be right back after the break to talk more about the work you're doing. Personal training, nutrition, all in one. Uh, Miles Stevens will be right back. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-386-9945. 800-386-9945. 9945 Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you looking for even more of the podcasts and hosts that you love? The Podcast Business News Network is proud to announce that you now have even more ways to listen live. Check out the MyTuner Radio, online radio box, and simple radio apps on iOS and Android, or find us online. Search for Business News Network on MyTuner-Radio.com, or search Podcast Business News Network on Streama.com and OnlineRadioBox.com slash US. Take your podcast on the go and don't miss a minute of the action. Compassionate Healing Services offers a unique approach to treating mental and physical health conditions. We combine trauma healing with Reiki energy work and other holistic modalities. Compassionate isn't just the name of our business, it's the driving force behind our mission and the people we choose to collaborate with. If you or a loved one struggles with mental health, give us a call at 856-334-0018 or visit chsyoga.com. Compassionate Healing Services, mental health done differently.
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Welcome back to the show. Miles Stevens here joining us. Excited to have him back, our personal trainer uh, from Brooklyn. By the way, um, your clients range from, would you mind sharing? Normally, um, you're virtual, so, but are a lot of them New York City uh, based? Yes, a lot of my clients are New York City based. I do have virtual clients as well. Uh, my offerings with virtual clients include both nutrition counseling and also uh, monthly or yearly training plans. Got it. Awesome. Well, what else did you want to share about the work you're doing and how you're helping people? Yes, of course. I mean, if you have any questions, I think it would be great to kind of answer any questions that you have in terms of health, training, nutrition, and that could benefit the listeners as well. Yeah, I'm down for it. Let's let's listen in, guys. Go for it. And by the way, don't forget to, the website to reach out to you. I just want to remind everyone that's probably the best way, right? Yes, the website or my Instagram, trainwith underscore miles. If you need the Instagram and the website is trainwithmiles.com. Awesome. All right. Go for it. We are here. Yeah, so I think, um, like I spoke about earlier, when it comes to nutrition, it's more about matching up what you're doing, um, excuse me, what you're eating with the activity that you're doing. So a good example is that if you, people always hear, right, that white flour isn't good, it's not healthy, or candy, like, isn't good. I don't know what healthy really means. Healthy is such a subjective term in that um, a, like, I'm sorry, Think, guys, think, of, think of an example here. Apple juice is healthier than soda, but not as healthy as an apple, right? Um, a protein bar is healthier than a Snickers bar, but not as healthy as uh, dark chocolate, right? So it, there's a wide scale of what is healthy and then what is not, not, not healthy, but I think when we're looking generally at nutrition, the biggest things are carbs, proteins, and fats. We need to have adequate levels of all of those. Notice I'm not saying specific ratios of each because that's totally different to every single person. Um, one of the biggest red flags when it comes to listening to podcasts or seeing people on Instagram is if they tell you to eat one specific way and that is the best diet for everyone, that's a red flag because not everyone's going to be able to conform to that diet. That diet might not be suitable for every single person and the diet might not be sustainable long-term for every single person. Um, one of the specifics that we notice is or especially the uh, probably most evident diets out there now are, are, are the carnivore diet, which is the all diet and the plant-based diet which is all plants and we have people on both sides that are very passionate about their stance they're very passionate about plant-based diets they're very passionate about eating only meat um and i don't really have a problem with either of those diets i I think they're fantastic transitionary diets and here's what i mean by that specifically i think if you notice that oh i don't feel 
feel like I have the energy I used to have, or I'm feeling tired or bloated or this or that, right? Um, it, I think it's totally fine to try out, of course, by talking to your doctor first, a plant-based or an, or an animal-based diet, and that elimination of all of the other food groups is going to allow your body to almost reset. And then I don't want you to stay on those diets long-term, but maybe after a few a few months, you go, all right, I'm ready to start adding things back in slowly. And then you start slowly adding foods back in and really listening to your body to see how does my body respond. A good example is one of my clients um, was on a uh, carnivore diet when they came to me, and then we started slowly adding back foods in. And for some reason, when they ate potatoes, they felt really bloated. It, it didn't matter if it was fried, if it was baked, if, if it was mashed. Just any sort of potato made them feel really bloated. So then we took out the potato and then added in brown rice, and, and they felt great. So, so maybe their body responds better to rice than it does to potatoes. There's something about the starches in the potatoes makes them feel bloated, right? And, and like, you, you won't be able to notice that unless you eliminate foods and slowly add them back in. So long story short, I think um, diets themselves are good for an elimination to see what foods are causing me disturbance. What foods can I eliminate and what foods can I add back in? But I don't think they're good long-term, and that's just my personal personal opinion there. I, I think they're very good for you to figure out long-term what a sustainable diet is. Because when we look at the research, the best, the, excuse me, the people that see the most change in terms of weight loss, muscle mass gain, et cetera, are the people that adhere to diets long-term. So if you decide to go go keto and it's really challenging for you to stick to it, probably not going to be the best diet because you may lose weight initially, but then if you're not able to stick to keto for three, four, five years, then whenever you jump back into it, you'll probably end up gaining gaining the weight back. So what we want to do is do the opposite: go slow and sustained progress over time. Um, yeah. And always baby steps, right? (laughs) We got to remember. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, let's be honest. Like the whole New Year kick, everyone wants to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. That fades out really quick, right? (laughs) And uh, for a lot of people to keep that momentum. Uh, Is there ever a best time to start? Because then people always make excuses. Right now. Ah, I love it. I love it. Right now. That's it. There's a a really good um, ancient Chinese proverb that says the best time to plant a tree was 20 years 20 years 20 years ago the second the second best time is right now and and i think that's very applicable because the number one thing i see especially when it comes to weight training in particular or nutrition is that okay i want to start but let me just lose these initial pounds and then i'll jump jump into it like no we want to just get you where you're currently at. Mm-hmm. Wherever that is, that's totally fine. But if we just find a way to make sustainable progress long-term, that's what's going to help you be change over time. And it's not going to be an immediate progress. I think 
we're seeing now on Instagram that instant gratification of, oh, I, oh, yeah. I need this immediately and I have to see change in like 30 days. For some people, you may see some change in like a month's time. And that's great. But for other people, it may take two months, three months, four months, six months. It, it's, it's a long, long process, which is why, as I said earlier, it's very important that you find something that you actually enjoy doing and or enjoy doing with other people because that's what's going to help you stick to it long term and that's what's going to be the major adjustment to allow you to not only see progress and but it but stick to it long term yeah all right i love it well unfortunately we are gosh out of time it always happens like that <laughs> tell us um how did you want to sum up today and of course remind everyone how we can reach you yeah, I, I think the biggest thing is just find something that works works for you. Find a routine, whether that's training, whether whether that's nutrition, that you can stick to for three, four, five, six years out. So think long, long, long term. And then when it comes to, to training, find something that you enjoy doing and find a community that you enjoy doing it with, and that's what's going to help you to see long-term change. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at trainwith underscore miles. You can find me on my website at trainwithmiles.com, and you can find me uh, through email at trainwithmiles at gmail.com. Oh, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to speak with you. And how many clients do you have lined up for today? Busy day? Today's honestly a pretty light day. I had my clients earlier in the day. How so early, by the morning. way? What time is your first client? What time do people like getting up? <laughs> oh, man. Way too early. Like 3 a.m., <laughs> 4 a.m.? What time do some people start, really? I mean, sometimes. So my uh, ultra-endurance people are definitely early risers because we have to be able to get yeah. our longer miles in before mm-hmm. the day starts, especially for the working um but yeah i mean i'm happy i am i am happy getting up i'm happy to help people um as long as they buy in and uh trust trust the process i think it's it's great great thank you so much miles have a fantastic day we'll talk soon thank you bye Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Started off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... ...could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.